0: all right we are back on Friday April the 8th it's another Thursday. Thursday April the 8th I'm so used to saying Friday I am it's just automatic Thursday yeah we're with you on a Thursday April the 8th because Friday we are hosting the National Juco yep. region 6 tournament so yes that starts tomorrow and runs through Saturday here um, anyway we're back at you with a live edition of our talking with friends podcast as always i'm sports information director levi converse and i'm joined by my assistant sid no morgan raspberry no. so no, we got an action-packed edition for you our two-time defensive player of the week eric carter will be with us momentarily him and the soccer falcons have been on quite a roll lately and they are getting ready to open the kcac tournament Saturday night at 7 p.m. That match is going to be at Stryker Complex. We're hosting the our annual Friends Spring Open outdoor track meet here on Saturday as well. So that match is going to be taking place at Stryker. And as we mentioned, we got the National Juco Tournament coming up tomorrow and Saturday. So a really busy week. Softball Senior Day on Saturday as well at 1 o'clock. Or actually at noon. That game got moved to noon, um, as noted on our schedule, against Sterling College on Saturday at Two River Youth Complex so we just got a lot going on again this this might be the last knock on wood if we can um the last really really busy weekend that we're going to have here i mean there's gonna be a busy weekends still to come but where we got you know four and five things going on this uh, this is kind of wrapping up um uh, with this weekend so uh, but we're gearing up towards a pretty fun one at that we'll see how everything goes but and baseball's on the road and the, at Avila for a weekend series, so they are out of town in Kansas City, playing Avila. So, a lot going on here as we kind of wind down the stretch this semester in the spring season. So, yeah, we are at the football press box uh, today. Our second straight week we've been up here. Nice view. Of the track. Our track student athletes are. This is our
1: third week here.
0: Busy, warm, busy getting ready. Is our third week here already? Third week. Gone that fast? I don't know. That seemed like it. No but uh, doesn't seem like it we've been in the garvey classroom most of the year and now we're we're up here so uh, doesn't seem like it but uh, yeah i guess it is um, i should remember that with the walking the steps uh, yeah. each time you, that's not something you easily forget but um uh, but yeah we're got a lot going on again eric carter will be joining us momentarily but i think now's a good time to dive into you no know, kind of a quick um March Madness Review. Baylor won the National Championship Monday night 86-70, to 70, just really dominating Gonzaga in a battle of what many felt like was the top two teams in the country all season long and a game that I got exactly right on my bracket. And I didn't have a perfect bracket by any stretch of the imagination, but I did get the National Championship matchup right. I got the National Champion right. So, I, that's the first time that's happened in, well, maybe ever. I don't remember it ever happening, so maybe it's the first time I've ever got both of that right, but uh, I just felt like all year long Baylor and Gonzaga had kind of separated themselves uh, from the field, and Gonzaga come into the game undefeated, looking to become the first team since 1976 to finish an undefeated season. That um, Indiana was the one that done that last under head coach um, Bobby Knight, a very polarizing head coach to say the least, but um, that was one of their three national championships. So, with Bobby Knight in 1976, the last team that could do a perfect season. And Gonzaga was trying to be the next one. And Baylor just pretty well dominated from start to finish. He scored the first nine points of the game, led 11-1. to Really led by double figures most of the way. There there was a stretch where Gonzaga came back, cut it to 10 at halftime. Baylor led by as many as 19 in the first half. And then Gonzaga came within single digits a time or two in the second half, but it was always short-lived. Baylor always had an answer. And... Then pulled away for the big win, and I picked Baylor because I felt like watching both teams this year. When you compare them side by side, Baylor was just a little a little bit better team, a little more physical, long defenders, the best three point shooting team in the country, and I felt like Baylor, if they were right, if they were one hundred percent, was the best team in the country, and and that was proven right, and. And that's not a knock on Gonzaga at all. I, a lot of talk has been going on since then, obviously, and then the narratives change and, and things. Well, was Gonzaga overrated? Or, you know, was I, I don't believe that. So I think, well, it was a better team and a better I conference. Got, so.
1: I think they got kind of tripped up against UCLA and wasn't expecting as big of a fight from UCLA. And I think that, sure, they still won it, but I think that kind of had a little bit of, oh, crap, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were, you know? Because, I mean, they've had some pretty tough matches, don't get me wrong, but do you kind of know what I mean? It's it's like they didn't expect somebody that they thought was not going to be able to play at their level ended up playing at their level almost better.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely, the way i seen it was, uh, I think it definitely knocked off some of their swagger. Yeah. I, I think they lost a little bit of their their swagger because they came in, they were head and shoulders above everybody else they had played. Thus far in the tournament, and really the entire regular season, yeah. I think they only had one team all year long, even coming in single digits, and that was West Virginia, also the Big Twelve, who plays a similar style to Baylor, although Baylor is a better team, but similar defensive type style, and with with shooting around the perimeter, and and I think UCLA definitely knocked some of the luster off Gonzaga, maybe it made them doubt themselves a little bit, and sometimes you see it go both ways. You see a, a great team um, face a tough challenge for once. For the first time, and if they survive it, sometimes that sets them on to just conquer the field again. You know that, mm-hmm. is, that they survive it, so then they're they're free and then they win big again. That that's not what happened this time, though. Gonzaga, I think
1: mm-hmm. it seemed like they it, it was like, tough on them. Lost a little bit of confidence, I believe yep. in that because, I mean, Bay- Baylor had this from the get go. You know, like, and you could tell from how like Gonzaga was playing. Yes, they ended up coming back, but you could tell that. Baylor just had dominance over this game in general. They had control over the game the most, if not the whole entire game.
0: Yeah, yeah, from start to finish, Baylor was a superior yeah. team on both ends of the floor. And that was evident. And it was a, yeah, Gonzaga, it was a wild finish for him to get there. You're right. I mean, they they took a buzzer-beating three-pointer from Jalen Suggs from about half-court, close Baylor. to half-court, at the end of the first overtime period. It looked like it was going to go. Um, to another extra session, and Jalen Suggs into that, but yeah, I think I mean UCLA had a great run, and I think they definitely, but definitely kind of showed some vulnerability from Gonzaga yeah. that we've not seen before, and I think maybe even in their own minds, um, it, it showed some in, some vulnerability, and uh, and I and then Baylor just really came in and took advantage of it, and and being I mean, as good as they are, they just they just capitalized on it, yeah.
1: and I think Baylor definitely saw those disadvantages happening in ucla and then in their minds are thinking oh if ucla can do it no hate against ucla they did amazing but like they're in their mind they're thinking oh they can do it oh we can capitalize Mm -hmm. on this and maybe make it even better you know and i feel like that's definitely what this baylor team did
0: that's a good point that's a good point because it not only can have a little bit of doubt a little bit of self-reflection for your own team but it can also it can also come into the opposing team as well, oh, yeah. okay, you know gonzaga, they are beatable they are beatable it's, uh, it's
1: it's like haha, we finally see officially your weakness, I mean, like they've shown it before, but I feel like they showed the most vulnerability throughout the whole entire season in the u c l a game than. It, like than any other game that they've probably played this whole entire season. Granted, I've never kept up with Gonzaga, so I have no idea, personally. But for sure, within this March Madness tournament, that seems like the most vulnerability they had given up and still won throughout the whole entire tournament was against UCLA, which you would kind of see that in the Final Four, you know, seeing more vulnerability from teams. But you know what? And then Baylor just came out and rocked it against Houston, which was kind of cool to see. Not going to lie. That was kind of fun. But
0: um, Yeah, they were dominant in that game, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I
1: think that, like, it almost seemed like they were trying to prove a point. Like, yeah, we can keep up with Gonzaga. Like, we're not worried about it. And then all of a sudden, here you have a low, uh, basically a, a way lower-ranked team coming in who's had amazing this whole entire tournament, but also... They're kind of, they're supposed, they were the lesser of the two people. They were the lesser of the two teams. They really were, at least according to rankings and statistics, they were, but, um, and then you see that and you start to build the more confidence in it because it's like, huh, you almost lost to a lesser team. Now you really are going to lose to a better
0: team. Yeah, you know, and that's exactly the way it played out. <laughs> yeah, too. Baylor was they were they were dominant, and as you said against Houston, that's kind of the, really the first game that I seen. Maybe against Arkansas in the Elite eight a little bit too, but and even the second half against Villanova, but they were down Villanova they were down to Villanova at halftime in the sweet sixteen, mm-hmm. trailed a lot of the game, and had to come back and win in the second half, and then they looked pretty good against Arkansas. Arkansas came back cut it to four in the second half, and then they won a big run and put that away. So really, the game against Houston, the final four, is the first game I saw since Baylor came back from their COVID pause, I said, okay, they look exactly like they were before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you, know, you saw a lot of flashes just to get there, but that was the first game I'd seen where, okay, they are 100% back. And and they, they just kept right on rolling against Gonzaga. No doubt about it. So our MLB has opened up as well. And Morgan, your your Astros are right now, and I've watched some of their games this, this year, Right now, they look like the best team in baseball. You know? I know they look like I'm the happy. best team in the, in the majors right now. You know?
1: It's still early. Let's not put that on then. Cause it's it still is, early. but man,
0: they look really, really good. Yeah, they are mashing the baseball. They swept Oakland in a four game series, uh, and they lost the first game against the Angels, but they rebounded and won last night. You know? Yep. And so they're they're rolling right now. Oh yeah, they look like I mean they look like the team in the playoffs. Uh, last year. No, not the team they're seen the team in the playoffs. Last year they almost made the World Series. That's what they look like now. No? Yeah, so They look like they put that season behind them and just kind of picked up and they left off in the playoffs. So.
1: I think they finally have kind of this understanding. I mean, it's definitely still out there. People are still going to hate them for what happened back in uh, 2018. I believe that was 2018, right? Yes. yes 2018. Yeah, that's that's People still there. People are going to yeah. give them hate for it. However, I feel like People are starting to move on from that so and they're moving on from it and they're trying to show that they're moving on from it you know so they're trying to just put everything behind them and saying you know what let's just go out here and do it
0: yeah well they're back to killing the baseball now I can tell you that they're as good as that so far it's early but they are back to they're back to killing the baseball just like they did before so as if you know pre everything that happened all right we are now joined by our defensive standout eric carter eric is uh is a member of our men's soccer team and they are on quite a roll right now eric thanks for stopping by thanks for having me. yeah yeah will be fun all right so as we kind of head into postseason play um i kind of like getting everybody's perspectives on how this season's played out so um what's it been like for you you know getting here to this point um with all the adjustments and the different protocols just a strange year but now we're in Postseason place, what's the season kind of been like for you?
2: You know, at the beginning of the season, it was kind of rough. You know, half of our team left because, like, basically half of our team, team was seniors and yep. stuff. Yeah. We had a lot of new people. And so we had to just gel together. So, like, the first three games, like, we was. Going through the motion, we lost the two games, like you know, but we kept going. Got our chemistry up, and we just finding the grooves, and so we I in mean, good spirits for the KCC tournament. Let's yeah, it
0: sounds it. good. You you mentioned those first three games. That's the way I seen it too. Um, from from watching it, is you guys kind of were just taking your time to get gelled a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, you wasn't the team then that you are now because you want yeah. you won eleven of your last thirteen games, and that includes the tie to Newman. So you're playing as well as really anyone in the conference, um, and for yourself, you're a two time KCAC, defensive player of the week this year. So, just kind of give us a glimpse into your mindset. You know, night in and night out. Uh, is there an extra level of pride that you take as a defender um, to kind of stifle the offenses, my, offensive game plan? I mean, this is how I feel every time when I step on the
2: field. I feel like that I'm going to be like I got. I need to do what I have to do, and I'm going to do great. You know, what I got lock, lock up people. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, I just feel like I'm the best player. On the field, yep. but that's my mentality. But um I feel like the defensive player of the week award, like for me, I feel like it's a team award because if it wasn't from a backline, like I wouldn't have won that. If it wasn't for the whole team just like corresponding together and moving, that, defending as a group, I wouldn't have got that. So I see that as a team award.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And there's a there was a play in the second half of our last home match against Newman. Now, I just want to get a, your your quick take on. Um, it was one to one, and they have a breakaway coming, and it looks like they're going to either score or they're going to get a really good shot on goal. It's going to be it's going to be hard to stop. You come in out of nowhere nearly, and you cut them off. And I mean, where 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 does the play, how quick does that play like that develop? Because you know what play I'm talking about, but what, how quick does it take to de, you know for that to develop in your mind to just come that quick? I mean, you're really fast, but how how much how long does it take to process a play like that?
2: Oh, it's just an because if I see the back line being broken and like someone going on a fast break, I just feel like since I'm the last defender I just gotta go with give them all see if I get there first.
0: Yeah, so I mean we talked about how much of a rogue you've been on. Winning eleven or thirteen matches, and that includes a tie with Noon. You've only lost once uh, since since the first of the season. How what's the vibe of the team? How do you keep that momentum going in the Saturday night's K C A C Conference quarterfinal match with Southwestern? Um, it's all about
2: um well, basically practice, practicing and um, we usually be having um, like get-togethers, like we go to bowling downs and stuff, just bring the chemistry up and we like talk to each other a lot because usually we don't be seeing each other a lot during school, it's just usually practice so during practice time we have fun, you know, have a good time with the series training but then we go out and hang out together so we just bond together.
0: That sounds good, that, sound, that, sounds, that sounds like fun winning on and off the pitch, right? <laughs> so right. Why not? No. Well, with the announcement earlier this week um, that assistant coach Brian Perez is going to be taking over as head coach um, heading into next season after this year, obviously, what was your reaction to the news, and how do you feel about um, Coach Perez kind of carrying on and building what current head coach Joe D'Oncheko has established here?
2: Oh, I feel like I feel like um, Coach Brian's going to uh, carry that legacy on. He's going to um, improve the team and bring a lot of new people in and i feel like this is the right job for brian i feel like he deserved the head coach spot, and i'm happy for him and like he helped me a lot last year being a freshman and like starting a lot like having don't have that that much experience on like the collegiate field and he helped me a lot with that so i think
0: yeah for sure and the success that that you guys have had here this year and last year um, winning the KCAC tournament, you know, making the NEI tournament. I say last year, it feels like two years ago with everything that's been going on and but it really was last year. Um, and, and, and how that kind of success that was head coach Joden Cecho's first year, and now his second year is kind of built on. You guys are mm-hmm. continuing to improve and, and building that. So I think anything that carries that on is a positive because you guys, the last two years, have, have been on quite a roll and, and just continuing to climb the KCAC. So, um, for you, what was the recruiting pitch like? Come, let's start kind of going back to when you first come here. What was the recruiting pitch like, and what was a big factor for your decision to come here to Friends?
2: Oh, um, my big factor was um, before um, Coach Joe Denteco, the coach, before he was the uh, head coach here, he was the assistant coach at USF. Yeah, and um, I had seen, I had went to a USF camp, and uh, he had seen me play, and he had, um, after the camp, he had talked to me and like he was just asking for my grades and all that and so i gave him my like email information and stuff well um i guess that didn't work out with usf but uh then he like gave me a call and told me that like he's the head coach at France and like he would he would like want me to
0: play for his team and i was like, okay i should go out
2: there
0: <laughs> and I did yeah. it. That's that's good. That's good insight. That, that's awesome. Yeah, he he had some some D one experience at UCF as you mentioned. he mentioned. at Florida Gulf Coast as well. Yeah, Florida, so yeah. that that's really good information on on kind of what it what it was like and what was key in coming here. Morgan, you got some fun stuff for us? No, a little bit? No.
1: Yeah, why does the team call you Smokey?
0: Oh. <laughs> She's been waiting on that one. She, from when I first said I was going to have you as a guest, we she was waiting on that one. Okay, so um, back in the day, it was like when I was like eight or seven
2: it was it was a family um nickname but um basically when I was little I never put on lotion so I was always like ashy and stuff <laughs> so my auntie started calling me Smokey and so then like my friends came over and then they started hearing that and then like everyone's just been calling me Smokey. Then, wow. <laughs> See, that's Good
0: information. See we didn't never we'd never guess that. <laughs> Because my guess know. was, well, my guess would have been if I had the gas was you're so fast you're just mm-hmm. smoking everybody. So I, I would have just thought, okay, something like that, no big deal. That, that's good though. Yeah. Uh, that, that's good insight. That's good information here. I
1: honestly had no idea. That's why I was very curious about it.
0: That's what we do here on our Talking with Friends podcast. We find that information. We get. We dig deep, and we get the good stuff. So. <laughs>
2: I was All embarrassed right. with that nickname, but then, like, I just got used
0: to it. <laughs> it fits you, though, right? Yeah, it Because that's what I was thinking. I, I thought it would be something kind of mundane, and that would have been fine. But, I mean, it fits you, though, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way you play.
1: <laughs> so, what made you want to start soccer? You know, like, because... I don't know. I mean, I guess because people always associate me as a basketball player, and I'm, I'm sh- uh-uh, too mean to play basketball, so that's why I never play it. But uh, so I was just wondering, like, did you play anything else and just end up falling in love with soccer, or?
2: Yeah. Um. Before um, before I was playing soccer, I was playing um, basketball. Mm-hmm. I I really love basketball. I still love basketball to this day. But um. It was just one one day in fifth grade where like I seen my friends playing soccer and I decided to go like play with them and, and I just felt in love with the game and so I just started playing from then and that started
0: to be my favorite sport. Mike, it's a pretty good career choice so far. You <laughs> made two years in your career. You're just a sophomore and uh, you've already uh, yeah already won two defensive player of the, the weeks. You're an all conference caliber player and I think that's that's going pretty well for you so far. And we got a lot Fair. more to, got a lot more to play so.
1: And then, like, okay, so I know that you are only a sophomore. You still got two more years, but, like, do you have any, like, plans, like, for your future? Like, what you kind of want to do with your time here at Friends and then potentially beyond Friends?
2: Um, I feel like, um, that, hmm. Sorry, I know,
1: complicated
2: <laughs> question,
1: right? Yeah. I'm
0: about to graduate and I still don't know exactly what I'm doing, right? Yeah, so that, I mean, yeah. That's not a bad answer to say you're kind of planning on it because my my plans change too in college. I mean, here's my main goal. What
2: I really want to do is like, since I'm getting older, I I sense that I'm like getting older and like, I just don't want to, like, I feel like I need to be, like, playing professional soon. Because, like, there's a lot of people, like, managers and coaches, like, picking younger players <laughs> over, like, the yep. older players. Yep. So I just feel like my time's coming up, so I just got to keep training. And, like, my main goal is to play soccer professionally,
0: and I hope that will happen. That's awesome. Mm. That's awesome.
1: That's really great. Okay, and then finally, because I, I just like to personally ask this question because I don't even know why I chose to come here over half the time. Why did you choose to come to Friends?
2: Um, main reason because of coach did check-o. Um, but um really um I had some offers at some D one schools but um it was just, it was just like during my senior year, like at the end like I was going through some things like mm-hmm. families, like loss of a family member. So yeah, like my grades went downhill so like the offers kinda of, they kinda of backed away they backed away from mm-hmm. me. And so basically coach mm-hmm. gave me this option and I was all for it.
0: Oh, it's worked out. We're the benefit of it, <laughs> I and mean, we talk about two-time KCC Defensive Player of the Week, and really that we kind of understate that because it's and for someone who who nominates, you know, up for our awards, it's it's hard for a non-goalkeeper to win Defensive Player of the Week because you have you know a goalkeeper has stats that you can you can promote, and I know a lot of it's a defense, but still you have hardcore numbers you can show. You don't have that with a defender, but. You won it twice, and each time I've nominated you, I thought you were going to win it just because. <laughs> I won it. And, and, and I'll give head, and I'll give Kostin Chico some credit for this because he did a good job of describing kind of you know the, the specific reasons behind it. But um, it was it was awesome though. I, I felt confident you were going to win it both times. Oh, so that's how good you were playing. So, thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that is Eric Carter. He will be in action Saturday night um, at Striker Complex. The game is going to be at Striker, um, 7 p.m. kickoff versus Southwestern. So I will be there and it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have complete coverage of it. KCC postseason starts Saturday night. Eric, thanks for joining us. Right. Good luck Saturday. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. So the Falcons will be in action Saturday night, seven PM. Striker Complex versus Southwestern. They won three to one um in the matchup early this year. So they're gonna to look to duplicate that and move on to the semifinals and see see what they got.
1: Cool. sorry i don't know anything about soccer so this is interesting. yeah you
0: know a lot about soccer because you've been here with me the whole time you're i don't right. know
1: mm-hmm. anything about soccer <laughs> yeah i know you kicked the ball into the goal that's about it
0: yeah yeah well it, it's gonna set up <laughs> that's if,
1: literally it
0: <laughs> if, if the seeds hold if the seeds hold the falcons if they take care of it saturday night the seeds hold they would face top seeded oklahoma westland in the semifinals on um uh, next week so it was the it was Oklahoma Westland that the Falcons beat last year in the KCAC yep. championship game. And I wanna so say that's always a big rival
1: for our soccer team. For some reason it's always Oakwoo, it's always Oklahoma Westland that we always end up seeing in the championship or that we see sometime later on and once they'll beat us and then the next time we'll beat them and vice versa. And I wanna say that's like an ongoing rivalry ever since I've been yeah.
0: here. Yeah, it really is. I remember the first, uh, my first year here, and this is uh, this is just keeping with the Oakland Westland theme. Um, basketball, men's basketball game here. They were up, Oakland Westland, I believe, was up by nine points with under a minute to go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we came back and won that game somehow. Mm-hmm. It was really, really crazy, crazy atmosphere that night. And that just, yeah, Oakland Westland's always been, it's always been fun with, with whatever sport it is. It seems like uh, mm, not when we so play. Much. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like it's always it's always out there. No. Mm-hmm. No. You don't think so for volleyball? No. But, mm. no. <laughs> Definitely not. Not for volleyball? No. Not, for
1: vo- not at all. I really don't. I don't even want to explain it because, yeah, no. It's never usually it's never usually close games with us in Oklahoma Wesleyan. It's either we win big or they win big. Which, yeah, yeah. Not to be conceded or anything, but nine times out of ten it's we win big.
0: Yeah. Well, there was a time two years ago that uh, we thought we was gonna play in the K C A C semifinals uh, and we had an injury happen and the bracket had opened up to where we you know again you have to play the match obviously, but the way it's shaken out, if we had beaten Ottawa, we'd have played Oklahoma Westland in that semifinal match, win there, and you go to the championship match and that would have all but sowed a birth in the N. I tournament. So that that mm-hmm. kinda of st- if you're talking about volleyball on Oklahoma Westland that's what kinda of stands out to me. But we had an injury happen, we lost Ottawa, and then that ended the season. Oh, it. yeah, but, no,
1: and we would have easily swept Oklahoma-Leslie in that game, so we would have definitely had a, a national, like, just Yeah, the
0: bracket, like I said, you have to play the game, but it just appeared, like, on paper, like, if we had survived that game and the bracket opened up for you to play them, we yeah. would have had a, sh- a chance with the NEI tournament. Well, so mean, that considering how we were playing happen. against
1: uh-huh. Ottawa before the injury happened... We would have easily, and we should have won against Ottawa. However, we had some refs do some really bad calls, just saying. I don't really like that game. But anyways, we would have easily had the win over Oklahoma Wesleyan. I mean, just like Ottawa literally rolled over, or not they didn't roll over, but Oklahoma Wesleyan rolled over to Ottawa and making Ottawa and St. Mary play in the championship, which really stunk because we definitely had a chance to actually go all the way and we didn't
0: yeah definitely kind of a missed opportunity there unfortunately but my hey, injuries are part of the game part of every sport so it happens so all right well we've talked about everything going on here but just to give you a quick rundown of everything that's happened and we talked about that earlier in the show but men's soccer of course is saturday night southwestern 7 p.m kickoff at Striker Complex. We're also hosting the our annual Friends Spring Open here. Be look lookout for the details tomorrow. We're going to post the schedules and all that kind of stuff um, tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. That's coming up Saturday, Friday and Saturday. And then um, Baseball on the Road at Avala. Softball Singer Day is at noon on Saturday against Sterling Two Rivers Youth Complex. will uh, be fun. Singer Day is always fun. So we'll be we'll be doing that. And then also on in the gym in Garvey Center, we'll be hosting the National JCO Region Six Tournament here starting tomorrow, and then on Saturday it will be um, game times noon 2, and then six and eight p.m. So similar to the times that the NEI tournament have, and we we hosted that here as well. Um, so yeah, a lot going on this this weekend. Kind of the last crazy weekend we may have. Uh, that's that means it's not going to be busy. It's maybe maybe the last crazy quote unquote weekend we're going to have, uh, but we're going to we're going to get through it. Keep doing things at a high level. It's been a great year for all of that. And, um, can't say enough about what everybody's done um, here to make everything happen. And we're just going to keep plugging away until the end of the semester, end of the year. And then we'll start fresh and get some things going in the summer for the fall. So it'll be fun. All right. We got anything random? No. The
1: only random thing that I could potentially come up with, and it's just because I have been listening to this certain XM radio station. Every single day ever since I found out about it. And you're never going to guess what it is.
0: I probably wouldn't guess.
1: Just take a wild guess.
0: On Sirius XM? On
1: Sirius XM.
0: Something Disney? No.
1: It is something Disney. Yeah,
0: I figured that. No. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's literally all Disney music.
0: Yep, yeah, It's great. And yep. it's
1: ranging. It's literally ranges from like. The OGs, like, Snow White, Cinderella, Peter Pan, you know, Mary Poppins, whole nine yards. Like, you know, like, from that time period to even now on Disney Channel. Like, with Descendants and Descendants 2 and 3, like, whole nine yards. Like, you... It's amazing. I love it.
0: That is fun. That Every sounds once fun. in a
1: while, we'll go from, like, okay, when you wish upon a star to Camp Rock. You know... We rock, we rock Oh, I'm Sorry, I can't sing.
0: That, but, that, um, that does sound like fun, though.
1: But, like, so I was wondering, what's your favorite Disney song?
0: Oh, um... That is... Uh, it's toughy. That That is tough. I would have to think about that for a minute. One song that I definitely like comes off of Camp Rock. Oh, really? Um, and it's the last song... I don't even know the name of it. Um, but it's the last... I think it's the last song they sang. Maybe? No. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Something sing.
0: Uh, I don't think that's it. That um, I think that that is one of them. Though that's on is it there. the
1: "This Is Me" one?
0: It goes something like, um, "We're not done yet. Not right now. Uh, we um, can't.
1: We can't back down. I think that's not it. Right now. Yeah, back down. I don't that think, sounds
0: like that. Yeah, that sounds similar. I, don't I like
1: remember that song. When that song was. I yep. could have been in the second one
0: it might have been it seemed like it was toward the end of it though the one I watched I thought it was the, maybe, maybe the second one I thought it was the first one maybe it was the second really no one idea. but I know it's on Camp Rock and I... it seemed like it was towards the end of the movie but I like that song that just comes to my. I'm not saying it's my favorite it just that comes to my mind when I think of Disney songs um, then I mean there I know there's polarizing opinions about it now but obviously for good reason but mm-hmm. I like several that had in Montana Disney songs um, some of those are kind of fun we actually had a cd of that <laughs> when oh when God. the show was actually on disney we had a cd of it yeah um let's see um but that that that's definitely that's definitely up there for me um Goodness, you can't remember the Titans, a Disney movie. No.
1: It is actually a Disney movie. Well, there's a
0: ton of songs on there, but I mean, a lot of them were some of the but 70s. Those aren't, and, like, your
1: they're not like they're not true songs. Disney
0: songs, but they are they're on a Disney, Disney movie. Songs. They're on a Disney
1: movie, but that's like a lot of stuff, yeah. you know? Like that's yeah. like literally with Guardians of the Galaxy. Is that really the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. soundtrack? Well, yeah, it's yeah. labeled as that, but.
0: These those other songs.
1: people wrote the songs that yeah. they just put in the movie.
0: But the other songs were definitely Disney songs. Um,
1: yeah, I'm talking about like the true Disney songs. You know, that like, made by Disney. Yep. You don't hear it anywhere else but a Disney movie. Yep. Like, literally ever.
0: Yep. Those are some that come to my mind. If I really thought about it, I could probably think of more. No. But, uh... Because I've seen a lot of Disney movies, but it's hard to think of a lot of the songs that were on there. Um... But I know I know I could if I had took some time to think about it, maybe we re, maybe we revisit this next week or something. I'll, I'll build on what I've already said. But but those are those are ones that just popped in my head. But I'm not saying they're my favorite necessarily. But they no. just popped into my head. I'd have to probably think more to think of my really favorite favorite Disney songs. Well, I'll tell you what. Another movie that popped in my head as that Disney songs is Lion King. Lion King soundtrack is awesome.
1: It is pretty awesome. Um,
0: I just can't wait to be king was one of my favorites off of that. Akuma Matata, you can't go wrong there. Can um, You Feel the Love Tonight is awesome. There's several Lion King songs on the on Lion King that I like, too. See, when I really think about it, stuff just more and more keeps coming to me. Hmm. And I bet you I can build on it even more next week.
1: But you want to know one song that, like, is so super amazing that a lot of people surprisingly forget about? mm mm-hmm. A lot of, like, the Jungle Book songs, you know, like, I Want to Be Like You. Yeah. Like, that's such an awesome movie, or not movie, but, like, song in the movie. It's a good movie, too. It's not my favorite, but it's a good movie. Yeah. But, like, I Want to Be Like You, you have two... Amazing jazz singers, the the voice of Baloo, I forget his name, and then the voice of King Louie, and I forget his name as well. But the one that the come to
0: my mind, though, when you're yeah. saying Jungle Book.
1: <laughs> well, and I was like, they're both super amazing jazz singers as well, and you just have these two voices just like bouncing off of each other, and it's just like, oh, it's so amazing. Yeah. And yeah. it's just a fun, and you just you just kind of sit there and you just kind of bounce or just dance to it, you know? Even just thinking about it, I'm like, hey yeah yeah but uh and there's a lot of disney songs that are like that however i just think that surprisingly this is one that i think a lot of people really do kind of forget about until you say it and then you're like oh yeah i know that one you know and then it's it's not like an underappreciated or hated one no it's just one that i feel like not very many people think of instantly Mm -hmm. when they're saying hey this is my favorite disney song
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah well, that that was a good random topic. Well, thank you. Disney, and for you, it's anything but random, though, right? All right. I <laughs> know. Anything but random. That is pretty cool, though. We have Sirius, and um, we have to check out the Disney. What 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 number is it? Yeah, Merton. no.
1: it's like three zero two.
0: Okay. Well, on Sirius X M. Okay, Matt, check that out.
1: Yeah.
0: We've got the country stations memorized. We've got the sports stations memorized yeah. uh, but that we might have to check that out that'd be that'd be pretty cool that's
1: pretty cool yeah i enjoy it i enjoy listening to it some of the songs i don't really like but i mean that's just because i either don't know them or i'm like oh you changed that okay never mind i don't want to sing it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's not the same right it's not,
1: it's not the like, same Whenever, like, okay, I love Christina Aguilera. Do not get me wrong. Super amazing voice, such a such an amazing singer, actress, whole nine yards, you know. But when she sang the in the live action move on, her version of Reflection, it, it it's changed from the OG cartoon Reflection, and I don't like it as much. <laughs> Like it kind of makes me upset whenever I listen to it. I'm like, I don't like this, so I just turn the station. Then
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I go hear back
1: you. after like a couple minutes.
0: I hear you. I hear. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense.
1: So you can't hate on the OG Mulan. Like I'm sorry. I mean I respect the live action Mulan. I respect it. But I personally like the the original cartoon version of Mulan. Yeah. Way better. But. Again, I like to sing to all the musicals and the Disney songs, and it's just fun. I feel like it's more comedy, or, like, it has more comedy, and it's more comical than the live-action one, which, I mean, makes sense. But, I mean, and then you got Mushu in there. You can't hate on Mushu. I'm sorry. I I feel like you personally can't hate on Mushu. No, you can't. He's one of my favorite characters of, like, all time with Disney, and...
0: No hating. No hatin'. Yep.
1: People have been hating on him because, like, this is not <laughs> supposed to be... This is not to the Mulan culture or the actual Mulan legend or story, you know? And I'm like, well, you know what? It's a comical relief for kids. Why are you being so serious about it? You know, like, this is supposed to be a comical relief for little kids to watch it and to actually enjoy it. You know, and even for parents that don't really understand the heritage or the culture of Mulan, you know, or the actual, like, origin story of Mulan. They don't really understand it quite as well, so this is just, like, a, well, not necessarily laughable, because I don't want to say it's laughable, but it's just a good, relaxing way in a, a kid version that everybody can understand. It's like when you talk to a little kid, like, don't do that, you know, like, this is that, this is disney's version of saying this is the story of move on. like hey i'm going to talk to you like you're a little kid because um yeah but i mean i again i still love the live action one i've seen it like five different times now i've watched it on disney plus on uh, like literally five different times and I, I i enjoy it every single time i watch it and i enjoy it more and more the more times that i watch it but still OG, yeah. it, it's the best
0: yeah yeah no doubt no doubt Alright, that's some good randomness today and I think hopefully people take advantage of that and go to 302 mm-hmm. on their SiriusXM because we we break news and we give information Yep. on Talking With Friends. We've done two or three things of that, this, this episode already. That's just what we do. Alright, what do we got for a devotion? I
1: actually didn't do a devotion today because I've been focused on Mr. Rob's project.
0: I hope he's listening right now. I yeah. hope he is too. <laughs> that
1: project stressed me out, man. I hope you're listening.
0: No, no worries. No worries. No.
1: (laughs) And if not, you're going to know in future time. That thing stressed me out a little bit. It was cool, but still stressful. But it's all right. Today's just been a really busy, busy day. I have yet to go home at all today.
0: I feel you. I it's been that way for me too a little bit today. Yeah. Getting ready for everything going on this weekend. So no And
1: like I understand eventually I'm gonna to have to get used to a nine to five job but or even eight to five job. I don't know yet. But I I'm still a college student that normally on my Thursdays I have at least a lunch break to go home to and like let my dogs out. Thank God Travis didn't like have to work all day and he could have let the and he could let the dogs out. me because I feel so bad just leaving them locked up all day. Like, one's three, or almost three. He actually turns three, or no. He's almost three, or if not three. Anyways, and then the other one is a year old, and I'm like, oh my gosh. They're like kids. You gotta actually physically take care of them, right? I think you do. Well, yep. I don't really know. Yep. Do you? Do you actually have to take care of your kids? You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's I think part it's debatable, that. right? That's part of the requirement. I, I think.
1: I, I think that's debatable. You yeah. know.
0: That's that that that's part of the That's part of that criteria. I think. I but I mean. one devotion I've been reading this week um, is, and we'll just do it really quick. Is kind of it's kind of what we were talking about right now. Actually, it's kind of it's well. This week, last night's title was handling the pressures of leadership, and and the. First reference is 2nd Corinthians eleven twenty eight, 28 and it's Paul saying I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches so you know everybody goes no matter what our goal is to be in our career we always start out wanting to be a leader mm-hmm. wherever whatever it is whether it's in sports or business or teaching doctors or in your case potentially lawyer whatever it is we all want to be at the top we want to be in a leadership position so but there's nothing that really prepares you to be a leader. Huh. There's nothing that you have in your, in life except life experience prepares you to be a leader. It comes through on-the-job training. And and in Paul's time, he lists the pressures of it with leadership. I mean, he was whipped, beaten, stoned, betrayed, shipwrecked. Um, he went through everything that there he possibly could being a leader in the New Testament times. And in the post, obviously, when Jesus resurrected and, and ascended back to heaven, and um, post that time and Paul faced a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges and if you're a leader it, we have to be firm in what we believe and it, we have to realize that we, can, we can't be swayed it, it's fine to be flexible it's fine to you know listen to different opinions that, that's all well and good, I do it and everybody that, that's great, but we have to have a certain culture that we have and a certain belief in what we in, in what we are doing, and first of all who we serve, and second of all just who we're influencing and all that. It, it, and leaders are going to get criticized. It, it's going to happen. You're going to you're, you, a lot of adversity is going to come your way, and it's just something you're going to, have to learn to deal with and learn to manage your time and learn to manage everything that we do with it. And it's just it, it can be a it can be an awakening, and it can be tough. Because once we get to that leadership role, then we're like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I can handle this or not. But we have to be firm in the culture that we create and our belief system. And we have to be, you know, very, very intentional with uh, everything we do because everybody's eyes is on us now. So we've got to really manage it and make sure that, uh, you know, we're, we're being a good influence on whatever department that we're in and, and who we're around. It's someone that you hope that they could emulate and you know not just be swayed by any belief that's out there or anything it's any flavor of the month thing that happens and we see that a lot in society nowadays but when you're in a leadership role it's more than what you bargained for i can attest to it and i think anyone can um it's uh, it, it can be a challenge to, to, to hold firm it can be a challenge with all the responsibility that comes your way and the and the challenges that come we've seen it this year here, we've seen it everywhere in, the, in society in the country, in the world and it, it can definitely be tough mm-hmm. but we just have to have to hang on and that's where our trust in God comes in is if our faith in God is, is where it needs to be then we're, we're going to have His guidance we're going to lean on Him to get things the thing we need to get to I remember one, um, I believe it was a pastor that said a few years ago he said basically 97% of being a good leader is being a good Christian if you apply those principles to your leadership and to your position, whatever position you're in, then you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's something we we all can kind of step back and say, okay, you know, how are we how are we how are we handling things? Are we doing it the way Christ would want us to, the way Jesus would handle it, or are we kind of letting our own self get in the way and and try to try to do things on our own? So, that's it. So. Whatever you're doing, whatever position you have, whatever department you're in, whatever job you have, uh, I know our goal is to be a leader, and you want to work towards that. And if you already are a leader, you want to continue to maintain that status and, and do your best. But remember, keep God first at the center of everything that you do. And and it, that's going to take care of, of, of most of your success, so just just keeping God in the heart to, in the center of everything that we do. And that's, that's kind of how we handle things. So, so all right. You got anything Dad? No.
1: Honestly,
0: no. You good? No. I'm
1: good. Sorry, I'm really
0: tired. Yep. Yeah. You good? No. It's been a long. Time. All right. No. It has that for sure. It has that. No. All right. Well, I do think it is your turn. It's your turn or my turn to pray I us out? I have no, no
1: idea.
0: All right. I want to pray us out today then, uh-huh. and then you can be your turn next week, and we we'll remember this. something. Okay. So if so I'm praying two weeks we in we a row, that every yeah, every week. Yeah, and then sometimes time. we always ask. That's okay though. If we if one of us has to pray two weeks in a row, it's not the worst thing in the world. That's so true. No. if I'm praying the second week in a row. We're just going to have to deal with it. Pretty much. So, all right, let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for the beautiful day you've given us and for all your blessings that you've, you've bestowed upon us this year. Thank you for na- helping us navigate and just being right there with us as we walk through uncharted waters. And we feel like with your hand and your blessing, we're starting to reach the home stretch of things here. And we just ask, we're, we're thankful for your sovereignty and, and for being with us and for your presence. We ask a special blessing upon everybody, our entire student athlete. But, and campus, our coaches, community, everybody here, our administration, um, give them wisdom and guidance as we continue to grind through this. We ask that you allow us to continue to work our mission in bringing people closer to you and to use our work to lead people to you. I also also ask a special blessing upon Morgan as she um, continues to go through her senior year. Just continue to bless her and continue to use her um, for your will and guide and direct her and just allow people to see you and her and give her a peace that passeth all understanding and um, whatever that you would have her to do. I also ask a special blessing upon us this weekend as we welcome a lot of people, a lot of visitors to our campus that they will see you and see our Christian mission and draw closer to you. And I ask you to protect defend upon us always. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, that's going to do it for us. On Thursday, again Thursday, not Friday, on Thursday, I was corrected early on, it's Thursday, it seems like Friday, but it's Thursday, most definitely. So have a great rest of your evening, and a great Friday, and a, a wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. So we'll talk to you soon.